Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. New News team, assemble! And bigger than ever, it's the unofficial 40 from Soonerscoop.com. Presented by the Choctaw Casino and Resort in Durant. Now, here's the entire Soonerscoop crew. Carrie, Josh, Eddie, and Bob. All right, we are back. It is another edition of the unofficial 40 podcast right here on Soonerscoop.com, Soonerscoop podcast. Uh, joined, as always, by the entire crew, uh, Josh McQuistian joins us from his home base, Eddie Radosevich in studio, along with uh, Bob Prisbillo. And uh, who knows, by the time uh, we are even done with this show, oh, you can have a defensive coordinator because uh, it is uh, going fast and furious in terms of uh, Lincoln Riley putting out eyeball emojis. We've been kind of checking into it last night. And uh, Josh, let's start with you. We kind of figured out last night it doesn't appear that the eyeball emojis were for a recruit, does it? No, and it doesn't. And the thing, as time goes on, it only makes that more cemented in my mind. Like, because if it was a recruit, it wouldn't be this secretive. There, It wouldn't be this hard to track down what's happened. You know, commitments happen all the time. Lincoln throws out this emoji all the time. This is something bigger. I, I don't know, like, you know, the only thing I thought maybe it could be Justin Fields you know, like I, I, it didn't make a lot of sense, but I thought, okay, that's at least possible. But now, with all the news that Justin Fields is going to be at Ohio State, I think it only furthers kind of the agenda that, or you know, I guess, the idea that most of us are working under. Okay, so that is uh, something I, I just kind of found out a little bit about ago as well. Uh, but for people that are just kind of tuning in, what is uh, what's going on with Justin Fields? He is on campus in Columbus uh, at Ohio State right now. And it's, there are some reporting that this is basically him just setting up and he's going to be moving in and that, that it's all finalized. And Bruce Feldman's kind of come back and said, you know, we'll know more in 24 hours. So th- some kind of think this is a visit to kind of, uh, I guess, narrow everything down. And some think this is just it and he's going to Ohio State and that's, that story is written. So, anyway, we're left to kind of think that uh, Lincoln Riley's eyeball emojis have something to do with the defensive court coordinator position of course uh his main candidate uh if thought to be candidates have thought to be this entire time alex grinch and pete golding at uh, alabama uh we've all kind of been contributing and talking about it and i've put stuff on the site uh basically saying you know i'd been told a while ago uh probably about a month now that that alex grinch was really the guy uh that that he wanted to target most of all uh, that he had really become kind of enamored with him and his defense. And, and they'd actually, I'd put this on the board, that like they had tried to install some of what he did uh, in their defense a little bit this year. Of course, you know how that goes. If it's not yours, how much are you really, I don't know, forcing the, the, the action with that kind of stuff? So, I mean, obviously, 
Nothing they did defensively was working. Uh, but it does appear, guys, that uh, we're getting pretty close here for a defensive coordinator at Oklahoma. Yeah, and it makes a lot of sense, especially with Grinch because of the pace of play. That's something we've talked about before. But when you coach at a place like Washington State, you understand your defense is going to be on the field for a lot of snaps. This isn't going to come as any surprise to him at all. He's going to be well-adjusted and ready to make this group a lot better than it's been the last couple of years. It would seem there's an obvious connection, too, with Alex Grinch and Mike Leach and Lincoln Riley and Mike Leach. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I, 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 I get it. I definitely yeah. get it. I was talking to someone a couple of days ago, and I kind of mentioned it in, uh, in in the Oklahoma I put up yesterday morning. But it sounds like he's the one guy that I've heard people say Riley has mentioned out loud. Like this is a guy that's been discussed. That, like Kerry said earlier, they kind of wanted they they when they talked in the preseason about what they wanted to do defensively. His tapes at Washington State were watched. I mean, they, they looked at him. They took some of that stuff. Now everybody's going to say, well, look how bad it was. Well, you know, <laughs> trying to copy <clears throat> excuse me, copy someone on the fly is not the same as having that person come in and we're going to do it this way. I, I don't want to throw you a curveball, Josh, but are you familiar? Like, what would a characteristic of what he likes to do be? Well, he, he's... From everything I have gathered, he's going to be an odd front. They're going to do some stuff like that, so I don't think you're going to see that go away. Uh, I think you'll see probably, and again, I think he is a guy that's going to work to personnel. I don't think he's a guy that everybody has to fit my system. It's got to be this way. I think, especially at the beginning, you know, as he kind of makes this fit what he wants to do, he'll work within the parameters of what he's got. But I get the impression he's kind of a three-three-five kind of guy. That that's kind of what I've gathered. Um, we'll see if that you know, like I said, we'll see because I, I do think he's a guy that's fairly flexible in what he wants to do. But I definitely don't think he is a pure four-down front kind of guy. Now I've I've kind of been checking around, and you know we're not reporting. I don't want anybody to get this mixed up. We're not oh, reporting. Me, that, it'll, it'll be out there within thirty <laughs> minutes of this podcast. That Alex up. Grinch is going to be the next defensive. I, that's not what we're reporting. Uh, we're saying that things look potential. You know, the possibility is certainly there. It seems to be uh, lining up a little bit. Uh, here's the other thing: West Virginia. Uh, they lose Dana Holgerson to Houston, and we're seeing all these teams. You know. Lincoln Riley talked about Nick Saban, uh, and before they'd gone to uh, to Florida, he talked about his system and having coaches on the ready if somebody leaves and things like that. And you kind of sense that that's what Ohio State is doing right now too. They're trying to, uh, you know, they bring in Mike Yursich to be their quarterbacks coach. He's got coordinator experience. They've already got Kevin Wilson there. Ryan Day's their head coach. He's been the offensive coordinator there. And then defensively, they had Greg Schiano, and then they had Alex Grinch. At what point does Lincoln Riley start thinking that same way? And let me give you an example. So let's say Lincoln Riley hires Alex Grinch. What's to stop him from going out and going to Tony Gibson and saying, hey, would you like to come here and have a co-title of some sort? It wouldn't be a bad idea. I, I did see that uh, now that we know that Neil Brown's been named the head coach, they were going to give Tony Gibson a interview for the head coaching job. Yeah. Uh, but if that didn't come to fruition, not a bad idea. They got to. Well, I mean, at some point, though, he, you got to start doing the arms race like Alabama and OSU and everybody else. What would he coach? What, he, like, is he a what, linebacker? What is guy, his? Josh? 
Is Tony Gibson a linebacker guy? I think that's right, but since this came up, I'm insurgent, so give me two seconds, and I'll have a better answer. And I know Gibson has wanted a shot at the OU defensive coordinator spot. I don't think he'd ever get a real interview in that regard just because of the way the Sooners dominate Mountaineers time and time again. But I know he has a lot of respect for Lincoln Riley and would love to be in that mix. He is a linebackers coach, uh, defense DC and linebackers at West Virginia. Hmm. So that uh, that's that's really good, Kerry. I, I wouldn't mind that pairing at all. Uh, it's but and it gives. I mean, because I, I think Grinch is really good, and I think this would be a really good hire. It makes a lot of sense in a lot of ways. But Gibson gives him that background into the Big Twelve, which he does not have. Um, and just kind of a, this is what they're going to want to do. I mean, because Grinch can watch film, but there is a, you guys know, when you talk to coaches, you know, they really like to do this against us. They really like to do this against this front. You know, there there's tendencies that a guy like Gibson with his experience could bring. That would be a juicy little addition. I hadn't even thought about something like that. And I think they would need a, nine, a linebackers coach. I think they're going to need a linebackers coach regardless, right? Yeah, here in, here in Oklahoma. No, I, I don't think. Any, I don't think there's any question. I mean, I don't think you can continue with with Tim Kish. I mean, it's no secret. It, I, that's been out there for years now. That it seemed like that was it was coming to the end of the road at some point for Tim Kish in Oklahoma. And, and I've heard from several people that it it may not be OU letting him go. That Tim's starting to feel like, oh, okay, I've you know, th- this is he, he's an older guy. Yeah, and, you know, his connection was Mike Stoops. I mean, they were together mm-hmm. in Arizona. Uh, it, it just it, it does make sense that, uh, you know, that they move on. And recruiting hasn't been well. I mean, it hasn't been good. I mean, come on. It's just, it's time. I think we all know that. It, it's always, I was talking to somebody about this at Army practice the other day. It's interesting when you look at the offensive and defensive sides of the ball, they're almost like two different staffs because the offense is, almost completely tied to Lincoln. You know, they're all guys that have, have been around Lincoln, come up with Lincoln. The defensive side, with the exception of Kerry Cooks, is all tied to Mike. Or, I guess, in, in Ruffin as well. So, that, that's some of it. But, like, Kish, Calvin Thibodeau played for Mike. I mean, you, you go down that list, and it's almost like they're two separate units in some ways. So, I almost wonder if that makes it easier for whoever the DC is to come in and be like, okay, I, I I need a few of my guys here. Oh, absolutely. I mean, but it also makes me easy to say, I don't know you. you. You know, I'm not putting my reputation on the line for yep. you. And I I see what this defense has been the last few years. You haven't been any good, so boom. I no break it up, start over. Here we go. And I guess we should say Grinch is a defensive backs guy. So just, you know, read into that what you will, if, if he's going to be the guy. Well, all that, I mean, that that's all just hypothetical that we're throwing sure, out there. And, sure. and even in that situation, uh, you know, when, when Grinch leaves Washington State and, you know, Yersich leaves Oklahoma State, uh, you know, the motivation for that sometimes is more than just, I mean, they were both from Ohio. Uh, you know, they they felt like, you know, that they could, do that and they weren't so ambitious that uh it was going to be a problem or cause problems so i mean all of that will have to kind of play itself out and work out because you cannot have you know two strong wills that are both vying for you know supremacy basically because it just won't work you just have too many cooks in the kitchen okay uh 
this is all to kind of keep stirring, and we're going to keep on top of it and and keep it. I would imagine that this is going to this is going to happen pretty fast. So, I mean, Lincoln Riley wouldn't send out eyeball emojis if Sunday by Sunday, like through the weekend. Yeah, I could see. I'm sorry, Bob. Yeah, right. We, I I would say Monday. At, I'd say Monday at the latest. latest. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they introduce him at the Bedlam basketball game. I'd hate saying at the latest because I mean Lincoln will take his time, and you know there could be some things with you know wanting to get other people in place or something like that. Or do the big reveal at the basketball game tomorrow? Sold out crowd. Take the thunder from Bama Clemson. Yeah, they did do it right before the Rose Bowl. Uh, what they announce? Oh, the contract extension. Uh, yes, that's right. I it wouldn't be a bad idea to announce it Monday, right before the game. I think fans would enjoy that. Yeah. So we'll we'll continue to track this. We'll see what happens over the weekend, uh, in early next week. But Josh, you've been traveling all over the place. Been down to Orlando. I know everybody kind of got to watch and look in on the Under Armour game last night. Uh, Theo. Theo Weiss had a, a very nice game. couple touchdowns, one that didn't count that should have. And then uh, Jaden Davis had a nice breakup on, on one of his touchdown passes, and I got the hiccups. What yeah, do you guys, what uh, do you you guys know, think? Those guys, I, I was very impressed with when I was down there to see them. I mean, obviously it was my first time at Under Armour. And first time, you know, we talked about it in the postgame pod, first time seeing several of those guys. I really, really liked um, – uh, Jaden Davis in particularly, I thought he really had a good day. And uh, I, I know, you know, I was talking to some people and they kind of said through the week, maybe he wasn't quite as good in practice as he was in the game itself. But, you know, when the lights went on, I made a great play on the, on the jump ball to Weiss, um, broke that up. And really, I think more than anything, you can see just what a competitive kid he is. Like rather, we've talked about it for several years OU's corners, when the ball's in the air, they either don't make a play on the ball or don't do anything when it's in the receiver's hands. You know, they're, they're just a slow reaction. Jaden Davis is not that way at all. That guy gets in and breaks up passes, and Theo Weiss is Theo Weiss. I mean, that, that guy, I, I, it, it kind of shames me that coming into this season, I was like, I don't know if he's a five-star in my eyes. Because you guys know, I mean, I'm tough about that stuff. I think there's, in any given year, about a dozen and I don't think this class is particularly great at the top, so really I, I think, think I maybe R- thought even a fewer. You really didn't think R.J. Henderson was a five-star. No, I knew R.J. Henderson wasn't a five-star. Let's let's be clear about that. But, I mean, even um, when he was still a five-star at Rivals, you were like, I don't mm-hmm. think that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there, there, uh, he is one. When I go and see a full game of a kid that's a five-star in rating, and he literally doesn't do anything that catches my attention and makes like four catches for 40 yards. That's not a five star. A five star I shouldn't even have to look for. They should just, they'll just appear because they're special. And he's never done that. Well, the thing I want to see about uh, Theo, that competitive fire, because you saw it all the time, Trajan Bridges throughout all these all star camps. With Weiss, you never knew if he's just having a good, uh, a good time you would actually see the best of his game start to come out. And I think you saw it a lot during his senior season and definitely throughout this week culm, uh, you know, culminating in what he did last night. Not only is he really good, but he's got that competitive fire that's going to make him even better as time goes, uh, goes on. Joshua, Josh, what did you think about the other defensive guys? Wete, um, uh, Cradell, 
And uh, was it Jamal Morris? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, the thing, and I'll start kind of in reverse of what people would expect. I'll start with Jamal Morris. I thought Jamal might get there and be a little out of his depth. He's a guy that I've watched a lot. He's so long, and I think at times he's almost still growing into his body. I mean, Jamal is every bit of 6'2 and 200 pounds. I mean, he's a, he's very Robert Barnes-like in his frame, although I think he's a little more developed than Robert was at the same age. But he didn't. He looked fine in coverage. I didn't have any problem. I haven't had a chance to really watch that game closely yet, so I can't say what the game was like for him. But in practice, when I watched him, I thought he looked really clean and really good for a guy with his size. Um, Wete, I, that's a guy with a load of potential. I mean, just a, he's nowhere near what he can be. But if he can pick up the weight that he needs, I, I know some have kind of questioned whether how physical he is. He can be a little soft at times. I think that's a product of a kid that realizes he's not going to win a game of strength against some 300-pound offensive lineman. He knows he's got to get his hands free. He's got to get away from these guys. He wants to play in space because that's a, that's the way he can win, and that's just smart. That's not you know like that's not soft. That's just understanding who you are and where you are. And talking with him, and you know, people can watch the interview we did with him. That's a really sharp kid. So I, I that gives me some ability to kind of make that argument, I guess you'd say. And you know, finally with Cradell. Cradell is a kid that, I, from again, from people I talked to, he got better and better as the week went on. Really physical kid, really um, well put together, probably pushing 200 pounds. I mean, he's a big, sturdy kid that if they wanted to make him like the boundary corner and let him kind of be that guy that's going to play the, oh, all the RPO stuff, if he's going to have a lot of the response, running back responsibility, stuff like that, he could handle that. Because I think in the end, he probably ends up at safety. But either way, he's a good player to have in the secondary. It comes from a huge program, and he's going to be as ready as any DBO you sign in several years, in my opinion. Okay, so uh, you know, get through the Under Armour now, the, the All-American game. And this really, though, this is, this is all about the offensive firepower for the Sooners. It's it's crazy. I mean, and it was something that I, you know, I've I, I hate to keep going on about it. Anybody that's watched the interviews, like they've seen me, like I, I bring it up with almost every guy. All the offensive dudes are in in San Antonio, and all the D guys were in Florida. I don't know why it worked that way, but it just did. Um, yeah, this is going to be a ton of fun for OU fans to watch this game tomorrow. I, I guess for those at home that aren't sure, you know, or don't like the Google machine, uh, NBC Saturday noon Central. Um, so quit asking. Yeah, oh, Bob is losing his mind. He, guys, someone, and they're probably listening to the pod, so you're going to be shamed, but you know who you are. Bob literally tweeted out the time, and the first response was, what time and channel is this game on? Be better, people. Just be better. You know, you're going to uh, get, get some of those people, because if you, if you haven't watched this game, and by the way, you're going to watch this probably before you listen to this pod, maybe. Like, they rotate quarterbacks. Just be prepared for that. I know you're not used to that. Uh, so if you go to the bathroom and you come back and Spencer Rattler's not the quarterback, it's probably because he was the quarterback while you're in the bathroom. They didn't bench him, nor did he get hurt. In all likelihood, I mean, I can't predict the future. But I can't I'm wait for those, those mentions to start for Bob tomorrow. Or the uh, <laughs> why, why aren't they throwing? Why aren't they throwing to Trajan? Why are they freaking yeah. him out of the game? <laughs> yeah, uh, I need to throw to Stogner more. Yeah, if you're, but I mean, like, yes, if, yes. If they're if you're saying that to yourself. Go up to the top of the Devon Tower and jump. <laughs> wow. This was the game last year What where Trevor Lawrence threw two picks, right? 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Carrie decided <laughs> Carrie was done with Guess him. Guess what? It's point. coming Brody again. He's, he's going to be in the spotlight again. <laughs> Get ready for it. Oh, no. Alabama, put your house mm-hmm. on it. Hey, you know who you know who Alabama needs to recruit just for this one game? Buki. Buki oh, yeah. Memphis. Right. Yes. Uh, uh, he's been ruined. No, but uh, for the people that are watching, this should be great because if the West Coach offense Saban, is on I'll the come field, play, but only if I can bring my hammer with me. <laughs> the sledgehammer. The sledgehammer. May and maybe you guys could facilitate it, but only if he'll give you the story on what actually happened. Yeah, we could probably do that. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. Nick would yeah. love that. You, you guys, you guys are rage, regional radio. Superstar. I walked out with I walked out with Nick. We're best friends now <laughs> for the second half. Uh, no, but just kind of try to get us back on track here. The, the West offense, if they're on the field, odds are you're going to see an OU guy on the field. You got Stacy Wilkins, Nije and Doma Ogar on the offensive line. Uh, you have uh, Austin Stogner is the only tight end on the West roster. So. Odds are he gets more snaps than probably anybody else tomorrow. Um, Trajan Bridges, obviously five-star receiver. And OU fans really getting their best look at Spencer Radler, who was supposed to play a nationally televised game, got suspended. Um, we talked a little bit about that uh, on um, on Wednesday when I was in San Antonio. Really, like I said, great chance to watch this. Um, and on the other side of the ball, really, you're watching the East offense. Jaden Hazelwood. You just get to focus on the guy that's the man of the hour right now. So this is this should be as good of watching for OU fans as any All-Star game I can remember because it's going to be not just like, oh, like Buki last year. He had the great play to start the game, and like he played well if you're watching him, but he didn't do anything that you were like, oh, man, I you know get to see that. Odds are you're going to see a lot of OU guys making plays. Just like you saw Theo Wees last night making plays. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean... Which, by the way, I think probably the most exciting game for OU fans to watch in this, you know, this thing's been going on for over a decade now. Probably Adrian Peterson is the one that stood out more than any other recruit in this game for Oklahoma over the years. Of course, he he committed that day. Mixon scored a couple touchdowns, didn't he? Yeah, but he didn't put up a a lot of yards. No, that's... He didn't run over Chris... I'm sorry. Uh, (laughs) And there it is. Bruce Feldman. What's that? Alex Grinch. Wow. Uh, hey, oh, my. Okay, let's give Bob credit. Bob called Bob the shot called during this. the pod, yeah. I almost mentioned or, it earlier. During yesterday. <laughs> Bob called that this would come out during the pod. <laughs> All right. Do we, uh, I'm putting it on the board. Yeah, do that. Uh, we Let's pause the this is pod. This is how it all goes down, folks. This is it. Yep. A look behind the curtain, everybody. All right, so... Uh, Alex Grinch. <laughs> Welcome back. I Welcome said it. Back. Yeah. I said it. Uh, Bob called the shot that uh, it would probably happen during the pod, and it did. Uh, well, at least Bruce Feldman reporting uh, that Alex Grinch will be the next defensive coordinator at the University of Oklahoma, which goes in line with kind of everything that we were hearing and feeling and sensing about this thing. And, and Josh, I know you'd reached out to our Ohio State people uh last night even to kind of see if they'd heard anything and uh get their take on things and and you were even putting some stuff in the scoop about uh alex grinch but what what kind of i don't know um what what kind of nuggets did you get from the Ohio state folks about grinch well as a recruiter it's kind of interesting because at washington state i mean you're just not recruiting the same level of guys but you do have to like 
that he has those West Coast connections. Obviously, the West Coast has been really good to Oklahoma in recruiting over the last decade. So that that you know kind of continues where they wanted to go. Um, I th- and especially you know like we talked about it, if Tim Kitch is gone, you're going to have to have a guy that has some connection out there because a lot of OU fans don't want to acknowledge that Tim has been a big part of that. So that's something to kind of keep in mind. Uh, I will say. Ohio State pretty much gave him uh, kind of the central part of Ohio, and I was told he'd already developed some really good relationships with some of the top 2020 guys in the state. And, you know, it was hard for them to gauge because, as a lot of OU fans know, because several of the casualties were theirs, Ohio State signed a really big DB class the last couple years, and then this year – didn't wasn't nearly as impactful so they had a very small group so he didn't really have a big hand so there wasn't really a true gauge at Ohio State but I will say just talking to the guys at Buckeye Grove there was definitely a feeling that he was a good relationship builder the kids reacted well to him so I there's all the signs to point that he is a good recruiter there's just kind of not any evidence to prove it I guess you'd say you guys might have talked about this when I was out for a couple minutes. Is there any other coach you think that might come with Grinch? Like any of like that he's tight with or anything of that nature? Yeah, I mean I think I think he will have people in mind that he wants to bring. I don't know uh anyone from Ohio State, but I, I think that he definitely will have some people in mind. Uh and you know what? If he's got a strong feeling about a coach here or there, then Obviously, whoever is here in Oklahoma, I know Lincoln Riley's talked about when he came in, they could kind of mesh with the staff. And, you know, he ended up really just because they went from uh, one receiving coach to two receiving coaches, uh, it really benefited the, the staff that was already here. So, I, I mean, I think it just depends. I, I, I know, Josh, you've heard things about defensive line coach, uh, that, that he might have a preference for, for someone like that. Uh, but him being a secondary guy, obviously he's going to be very particular about who he wants in that position. Uh, and then I, I, you know, I think you just got to, like we said, we talked about this, Bob, uh, while you were, we kicked Bob out because he had to go move his car because the trash truck was here. Um, <laughs> I, uh, you, Behind I, the curtain for real. That's so, nice. So, uh, Anyway, we talked about possibly like if Lincoln really wanted to take it to the next level, he could go and hire Tony Gibson, uh, who left, you know, who's looking for a job now, who is at West I'm, Virginia. By the way, I'm like, my mind is racing. I'm fully on board with that. That would be unbelievable. <laughs> let's, let's if do Lincoln it. Riley can do that. I mean, that puts OU if, right if on Lincoln level with Alabama that, and Ohio State are doing. OU will win a national championship in three years. Because, and I don't, I'm not, I'm not saying Tony Gibson's reinvented the wheel, but I think that that would just be a further proof that. Lincoln Riley is playing, what is it, playing chess while everybody else is yeah. playing checkers? Yeah. Well, and, and talk about a nice marriage, because like I said, Grinch is kind of a three-down guy. Well, that fits Gibson. Like, they're not going to have to try to make their two ideas mesh. They can, I mean, they for at least from a personnel grouping, they start on the same page, and then they can kind of work together and go forward. Now, obviously, it's Grinch's show, but Gibson, you know, would have something to offer in that conversation. And like we said earlier has a whole lot of background in the Big 12, and clearly, like you guys mentioned, has expressed interest kind of through back channels several times about being OU's DC. 
Lincoln Riley, I'm available if you want to hire me as a general manager. I'm just telling you. President, whatever title. We can talk about titles. <laughs> what title? You know, we can, well, that, that's not important. Just I'll do whatever you need. I think we kind of insinuated this, too. And I hate to project on what's going to happen, but Kerry Cook's time in Norman. I mean, is it over? Dumb. Thank you for your service. Yeah. I, is, I is it over? I mean, I, we you kind of alluded to it before we took that break there, Kerry, was... The fact that, or maybe it was Josh that did it, or Bob. I, I hell, I wasn't you listening. Drink a lot. Uh, yeah, and I'm a little sick. I'm a company man performing under the weather right now. Uh, you want some Dayquil? I got some over here. No, I snorted some Mucinex before I came. I think they so, give uh, him some be, Nyquil. Let's just get this thing weird. I could. I've done that before. <laughs> uh, Alex Grinch, obviously, he coaches safeties though. That would be a natural fit for him to come in and coach the position. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. But, you know, if you're – I would think that he's going to have to hire at least one secondary coach, though, because if you're the defensive coordinator, you don't want to be coaching the entire secondary. And it's just too early for Viney, you think? I don't know. I don't, know. I don't I think, think that's he, a horrible I, idea. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I – And you he, know how Lincoln values recruiting. Yeah. If, if mm-hmm. there's anything Chip truly excels at, he is a great recruiter. There's no question. I, I, I'm all aboard the Chip Viney train. Because mm-hmm. it, it's a shot. good fit where you've got an experienced, you've got your DC in the secondary, an experienced guy, and then you've got a guy like Chip that does have experience but just hasn't, you know, he he gets, you know, I guess not gets to be around, but he's around a guy that has a little, a few more skins on the wall than he does, and he he keeps that California connection for you. That's a great point too. Yeah, which you right. really, I mean, you you don't want to stray too far away from that, especially. Uh, the fact that they can't even sell out this damn championship game out there. Um, yeah. Or it's sold out, but they nobody wants the tickets. Um, looking over the Ohio State staff, there's nobody that screams out real obvious to me as a guy that might come because I've heard that they may just totally overhaul everything defensively at Ohio State. Like, Shiano, even with Grinch making this move, Shiano may be out. Like, there, there's a lot of kind of talk like that um if if that happens then well their defense has been terrible i mean th- there's a reason that that talk is out there they're that purdue game this year oh my god i mean that'll get anybody fired at a, at a major program well if that were now, to ha- if that were to happen i think that just speaks even more volumes about the heist that lincoln riley just pulled off if yeah. alex drench knew that he could maybe become the defense coordinator at ohio state and then all of a sudden almost really kind of turns his hand out although and says, although with what ryan day is doing there with with what they just did with mike yersich maybe he knows that he doesn't have a chance there's there's never going to it's never going to be his defense yeah that's true too um guys i'm looking at the ohio state coaching staff their picture page when you get a second go by there and check that out and see if ryan day's picture doesn't terrify you all right. I thought maybe you were going to tell us it looked like a geriatric facility or something. Um, there is a little of that. Um, I mean, there, there's no question. Grinch and Brian Hartline are the two youngest guys by some distance. Um, you know, no, no disrespect, Kevin Wilson, but uh, it's it's an older group. There's there uh, other than Ryan Day, who looks a little like a a doll that might murder you in your sleep. Um, yeah, it's, I'm not comfortable. I'm, I'm going to look away now. Yeah. I mean, he looks a little like he's, he's, he looks a little clown face. He looks a clown yeah. face. Yes. The, I don't trust people with cherry cheeks generally. I mean, Santa being the lone exception. 
he's fine. But most people with cherry cheeks, I, I, I you make me uncomfortable. I don't trust Santa to begin with. Oh, now, hey, hey, Laney could hear this, Eddie. Old Uncle Eddie doesn't have to ruin everything yet. I didn't. I didn't say not to believe. I said I, I wouldn't way. trust him. I wouldn't Whoa. trust him. Oh, I'm stopping you before we get down this road. I'll Santa let... is a saint, quite literally. Yeah. I would. I would. <laughs> all I'm saying is, check his ID next time he comes in your house. He always steals our milk and cookies. That's faux show. Yeah, that that is true. That is very very true. I'm just trying to figure out how Alex Grinch is going to be the defense coordinator if all we were hearing was I thought the board had reported that it was a done deal with Pete Golding a couple weeks ago. Oh, like some three shots? months ago. You taking some shots, Eddie? What? You taking some shots? Well, I, I thought it was a done deal. I Mine are not really at the board so much as, you know, just some out there that just were, that was done. That was a done deal. And what? Didn't we kind of get kicked around for not jumping on that bandwagon? Yeah, we did. Yeah, a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah, I think the only person, bit. honestly, the only person that was out in front of, not out in front of, but saying Grinch from the entire get-go was you, Gary. Again, president, GM, doesn't matter the title. Um, he. I'm just saying he was on my coaching hot board. Just, just going to put there that out there. There you go. Well, it's a. I mean, just from the from the looks of it, I would imagine this is a hell of a hire. I, I would have to think that everything moved in the right direction for this to happen. Uh, it's going to be interesting to hear from Alex Grinch when uh, we do get to meet him, probably sometime in September of 2020, <laughs> and it will be uh, it'll be all good. Carrie, and you, you were really on top of this over the last 24 hours. I bet you heard something similar. I kind of had heard about 24 hours ago that it didn't sound really good. Like they, like there was some impression that maybe it was going the wrong direction. There's definitely been some back and forth. I mean, there, I think, I think Lincoln had to do, uh, some, some, some selling to make this happen. Well, if there's a guy that you want selling the program right now, it's probably Lincoln Riley. I mean, the guy not only is recruiting student-athletes, but he's out here recruiting goddamn coaches as well. Until a lead for the Cowboys. Well, that's not going to happen. <laughs> what, what, you know, Bob, why, why you got to be Debbie Downer? You're not what leaving. Is Bob, we got to come with Bobby something. Bobby, I don't know. I don't know the Bobby B bullshit pants. <laughs> <laughs> I like Bobby that. good with that. <laughs> I'm just so happy right now that we don't have to come back and do an emergency pod. Right, exactly. This is, this is the emergency pod within the pod. Yes. Uh, by the way, because we've had so much crap flying around, uh, I want to remind you that this is the Choctaw Casino and Resort Unofficial 40 podcast brought to you by the fine folks out at Durant. Uh, they have uh, just an um, unbelievable facility out there. Uh, great amenities, entertainment, the promotions that they've got going on. Uh, get on out there. They've got uh, a lot of great places to dine. they got a great spa. Uh, it's the Spa Tower. Uh, fantastic hotel. And I've talked about this before. It's great just because it's not like you don't have to walk three miles to go somewhere. It is very well put together, yet it's still a giant palace out there in Durant. But a lot of great places to eat, like the 1832 Steakhouse. Uh, they got Gillies, which a lot of people, I've had people tell me that they just go by there just to go to Gillies, uh, when they're coming back from, uh, Dallas and they like, if they live in Tulsa, 
but Mexican places, La Cantina, uh, they got the Grand Cafe, they got the buffet, uh, all kinds of stuff. They got just casual dining, like Smash Burger and stuff like that, uh, and bowling alley. So you can have a great weekend. It really elevates uh, uh, just just a weekend for you if you want to go out there. Of course, they got the craps and the, the roulette going on as well. So the Choctaw Casino Resort, appreciate them uh, being the title sponsor of the Unofficial 40 Podcast. Uh, so, okay. Uh, just did kind of get word, uh, getting some more word here back officially. Um, I'm getting some national people asking me how realistic this Kyler Murray coming back to OU stuff could be. Good old Gil. Um, but yeah, OU does not have a timetable on a release yet uh, as we sit here at noon on Friday. Uh, but yeah, I mean, good God, what if what if that did happen? Like... Do we even allow ourselves to talk about this? I'll let Eddie be the judge here. Eddie, do we even allow this discussion about Gil Brandt and Kyler Murray? Or are you going to get triggered? No, I, I, I'm kind of at a loss for words. Like it would just be the most unexplicable thing that I've ever seen if he came back and was for what I think would be the biggest question mark. Why? Why? Why are you coming back? Because there's no way that OU fans could handle that much good news. No, and I honestly don't know if they deserve that much good news. What? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I just it it would be one of those things like he doesn't strike me as somebody that like loves the college life. Yeah. Uh, t- when talking about Kyler, so it just would it would honestly I think it would be to like, and I know this is it's not true how it would go down like this. I honestly think it'd be like almost to just kind of fuck with Tom Herman and Sam Elinger. Like, what else reason, what other reason would Kyler Murray need to want to come back to Oklahoma to play? What does he have left to prove as far as, uh, I guess it would be, I mean, it would be the ultimate winner mindset of, I didn't win a national title. I failed myself. I'm coming back. Here is uh, the reason it would make sense to me is that he loves football. And he knows the only way that he can play it at a high level is to come back to college and play it. Because if he goes to the NFL, there's no guarantees he's even going to get on the field. He's got to learn a whole new system. I, I, I wonder if he thinks, you know, could I even enjoy it? Would I enjoy it? Or should I go do my baseball career, and if that doesn't work out, come back to football then? But, I mean, look, he could, if he still loves football... The only way that he can really play it and play it at a high level is to come back to college for a year. Now, I think it would be the worst business decision in the history of the world because you've got leverage in the NFL right now with Major League Baseball. Use that leverage. He'll never have more leverage than he has right now. If he really wants to make it in, if he really wants a shot in the NFL. Tell you what, if you do that, and not to say that it would happen like this. And, you know, again, it's kind of like we're, we're projecting again. But if you were to make that decision, you're basically telling baseball, yeah. I'm not coming. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not coming ever. And maybe not ever is the right way to say it. But, I mean, to you're give... You're a clear second option. Right. To give the middle finger to baseball and to an organization that, you know, dipped some money and wasted a draft pick on you. That would but you're really give money back. That would really ruffle some feathers in Major League Baseball. I feel like. How, I mean, what's it going to matter though? He's not going to be in that world. No, it doesn't. 
and I mean, obviously with Scott uh, or uh, Scott Boris as your agent, he could probably. I don't know how he would take that news. I mean, the last time he's he talked, get though, his money, so I don't think he care. I mean, no, he doesn't care. But at the same time, I mean, is just his family connection to Boris. Uh, it would seem as if I don't know why we'd want to muddy those waters. I guess would be the best way to Are put you, it. I mean, do does Kyler Murray really though get painted as a as the baddie in this thing though? Because I mean, all the A's did was drafted him, hoping that he would become a great baseball player, which he is clearly not yet. I mean, he's he's talented. He's got a lot of potential. He's he's a good, really good baseball player with a ton of potential. He is a great football player, at least at the college. He's he's one of the greatest that's ever played the game. He's a Heisman Trophy winner, for God's sake. Yeah. I mean, he didn't win the Golden Spikes Award. He won the Heisman Trophy. They like, When the A's drafted him, they had to know, well, this guy's a football player first and foremost. Of course, if they – would he be a ninth pick in the draft? If he had done this the year before he got drafted, I don't know that he would have. That's a good. That's a good question. If he would have played football, <laughs> right, and then if played he'd baseball, won the Heisman, yeah, and then played baseball, and then went into the MLB draft, probably not. Because I, I don't think they would have said, "Well, this kid's a football player." It was almost like the A's were betting that he wasn't yeah, as good they, as they, at football they as he. Yeah. yeah, they gambled. I've never really looked at it that way, because I've always kind of envisioned him being the baseball player. Yeah. But they, they gambled, hoping that they knew how talented he was. And they said, well, this kid still wants to play football. Let's close. Because, like, the whole thing where he said, like, the A's didn't really, they left me alone this whole time. Yeah. I thought that was a huge mistake. If I'm the A's, I'm trying to build a relationship with him. Because, you, you yeah, you I know that's not a very baseball thing or a professional sports thing to do. The only. Because you're paying the guy $4.6 million. But at the same time, you still have to kind of recruit him to keep him. The only connection they really had with Kyler was the stuff at the end when OU was promoting a Heisman campaign, to be honest. Yeah. The- I mean, you got Billy Bean in there, and then uh, I think they had a couple A's pictures or something that was I'm sure came from the A side of things. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I don't know, though. But gun to my head, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's still a, a see it to believe it type situation for me. He hasn't, I mean, I mean, are you closer to thinking that he he actually could? No, or would? No, no. <laughs> okay. I mean, I put that out there. I I, I responded to that yesterday purely just because I thought it was funny. I mean, like, oh my god, Gil Brandt. Like, okay, he's actually he he and Lincoln are actually boys. Like, what does he know? Yeah. And then it turned into a few angry people. Well, those are some of the most incoherent. To the reality people I've ever seen in my entire life. Like need, it, it I, actually triggered me reading <laughs> some of these responses from people. Just like it's kind of like the guy that contacted Bob. It's like, what am I missing here? I mean, these. I'll put it this way: these people should not be allowed to vote for anything. We need. I've, I anything. thought about this the other day. We need Facebook to survive because I think some of these people are matriculating from Facebook. The simple jacks need to stay on Facebook where they belong and just let us be in our world on Twitter where it's information. Simple jack, Facebook, Twitter. I don't know. What would that be? 
not radio. It's better than that. I'm trying to think of a what was the guy's name? Uh, well, wouldn't if if one is Simple Jack, what was the other damn movie he was in that they made twelve sequels of? That uh, that Ben Stiller was in? in that movie that Ben Stiller oh, was Zoolander? in. He was the action hero. Is he? Are we? Is Twitter Zoolander? And Facebook? What well, could be Jack? that one? What no, about I was thinking actually of the uh, uh, what the da- what's the damn movie that Simple Jack came up in? Um, Simple Jack's not actually a movie, but oh, it's- Tropic Thunder. Yeah, Tropic yeah. Thunder. Oh yeah, yeah. So in Tropic Thunder, he's the action hero, and they play it like twelve. Like he's in a movie like six six sequels of the same damn movie. Like so, yeah. Simple Jack had a bunch of sequels. No, 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 no. Like the like Ben Stiller, the actor that he's supposed to oh, be. in Oh, it's movie. like a isn't it like a lethal yeah, it was weapon like, type like apocalyptic thing? thing. It's like a lethal weapon type thing. Is that what I it think is? it was. I, I thought it was like like a world, like kind of like Armageddon type stuff. Like hmm. end of the world, he saved the world. I'm gonna be honest. I haven't seen that movie in a very long Tro- time. It's been it's been a minute on Tropic Thunder. You're, you're right. Underrated, though. So, so anyway, I, it was a strange tangent. I'm sorry. No, I mean, the Kyler thing is, it's, I'm not, like, it's expecting in, it. It's interesting. I mean, it's 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 an interesting Until thing to think about. Until he declares for the NFL, it's just hanging out there, though. And I'll tell you, I mean, okay, he doesn't, de- you have to declare by January 14th, I think. Is the, I haven't even paid attention to when the the deadline. I'm, is. I, I saw that out there a couple days ago. I think one of the uh, George Toy or somebody put it out there. We wake up the fifteenth. He hasn't declared for the NFL draft. Are you thinking that? I guess he has to technically, doesn't he? I mean, not publicly, but if his if he puts his name in, it's getting out there. Somebody's putting it out out there. Yeah, I mean, you have yeah. to make that decision. I mean, are you? What are you thinking if? If it's not out there, yeah, like eleven days from now, if it's not out there, you're thinking, "Holy shit, he could he's coming back next." You year. almost have to, right? I I mean, I would imagine. Well, I don't know this, but I'm wondering if it's gone as far as him meeting with academic advisors saying, "Okay, when I go and play baseball, what do I have to do in order to be academically eligible to come back next year?" And he probably knows. I mean. Who knows how many classes he was going to this this year? That's why I go back to what I've kind of insinuated at the first part of this discussion was Kyler's never really struck me as a guy that just loves the college grind. And maybe that maybe that's me not really knowing a whole lot about Kyler, to be honest, because we really have never had the opportunity to. I, we talked about that this morning. Was like I don't really know who Kyler Murray is. I felt like I had a pretty good idea about Baker and what he was about. And it was maybe because we were around him for three years, but I don't know. We got to know him a little bit during this last month. Finally got a little bit of a glimpse, but yeah, we don't truly know who Kyler is. It'd be interesting. It will be, uh, I just wonder, I wonder because, you know, you talk about, he doesn't like the college life, but he does like the famous life. Like he does like, no, there's no doubt about that. Kyler Murray, the athlete. And you come back and you do like, you you come back for a, you come back for a, uh, a celebratory lap in Norman after what he did this season. Well, my thought is like, okay, he goes and plays a drugs for days. He goes and plays a ball and he's riding on buses and he's treated like a rookie 
and no one, you know, no one, he, the cheers are not there. Like, how's he going to handle that? It's not a that? glamorous life. No. And I, th- I would think he's, I mean, it, it, I don't know. It's just different. I, it depends on how you project him as a baseball player. I still think that he has a future. Uh, he could have a future playing baseball. Like, if when the A's, if they make the playoffs and they, uh, you know, expanded rosters, I think he would be a guy just because he's the one of the fastest people that would be in professional baseball. Yeah. He'd be a guy that could come up as a pinch runner. But to say that he's going to come up and, you know, hit three hit for power and he was still a very young center fielder. He there yeah, was times that right. he didn't know what he was doing out there. Still making that move. He was an infielder, right? Throughout all of high school. Yeah, he was a middle infielder and that's how he made the Under Armour game in baseball at Wrigley was he, I'm pretty sure he played middle infield, and that was where he was going to be projected for a long time. God, we spent way more time talking about that than, than, it, I it, we it, than, we, than we should. <laughs> than we, we needed should to. have, probably. Well, it is. I mean, it's the offseason. We've we've hit the yeah. offseason, and it just so happens that Oklahoma has hired a defense coordinator. They uh, have, according to Bruce Feldman. Uh, OU has not uh, said if they have anything official coming yet or not on it. Uh, I would assume that will ha- be happening uh, I don't think it will happen today on Friday. Uh, it's just, not. It's not a Friday news dump thing. No, I think. I think like you, like we talked about earlier before this came out. I think it's probably something you do on Monday, college football uh, championship. Maybe have a press conference in the afternoon, uh, and that could be talked about during that night's broadcast. Uh, that OU is you know trying to. Be with Bama and Clemson. Yeah, be with Bama and Clemson. They've hired their defensive coordinator. Now let's see if they can do it on both sides of the ball. So I, I think that'd be a great idea. Again, doesn't matter president, GM. You don't care about title. Don't care about title. Um, so all that being said, moving forward, now we've talked about coaches who could stay, who could go. Look, I know we're all big fans of Calvin Thibodeau. And what he's done and what we think he can do. I'm going to say it right now. Clean house and, and everyone should be fine with it. Get rid of everybody. Everybody should be fine with it. Keeping one or two would be okay, too. But I, you, and you, I, I would you, think that Lincoln probably wants to do that. Yeah, but I mean, if they clean house, you shouldn't have any sour grapes about it. Like, yeah. This is what was needed, even if you might have liked. Oh, I, I think all these guys. I think that anybody that would be upset if they cleaned the entire house is going against what they've been bitching and moaning right. about for the last six yeah. years. Yeah, this is what you wanted, is it not? It's like a little kid that gets it finally gets his way, and then he gets whatever toy or whatever he has in his hands, and he starts bitching that he wants another toy. Eddie was just channeling his gladiator. Are you not entertained? <laughs> like this is did this is what like, people have been wanting. Did you have like some nieces or nephews that hated your gifts <laughs> that you bought for them during? Christmas? I wasn't around Christmas, uh, but I mean, this is basically this is what people have been wanting. This is what they've been dying clamoring for, for yeah. clamoring for clamoring for a new release on life. And you can massage this a couple ways, you know, with St. Ruffin. I'm not and massaging ad- anything. And Bob. advisor and Kish is retiring. There's ways to do it without coming off looking like a jerk or something <coughs> if you're worried I, about that perception i feel like we've all kind of come to a consensus that we all think that ruffin should no longer have an assistant role that he should be some sort of uh faculty member but like lincoln said if you're not involved in some form of recruiting for him you're not going to work for him 
And I think we've been pretty clear in establishing exactly that Ruffin can't hold up that end of the bargain anymore on the recruiting trail. Until the in-home visits when he kills it. So that's a weird, that's a weird balance. Yeah, you could use him, uh, you know, like I think it'd be great to still have around because when the kids come in and they can be around him, and especially with like mom and dad and mm-hmm. letting them be around Ruffin, like he'll win everybody over in that way. But like getting on a plane and flying all over the country, you know, some of these guys are making, they're hitting seven, eight, nine cities in the course of 10 days. Like that, he's not up to that. And that's not, I'm like, that's not his fault. I won't be when I'm his age. Like I get it. But it's just, you, you can't, he can't do that to the level Lincoln wants to recruit at. And, you know, I, to some degree, I think it showed this year. Cause I mean, I think Derek Green has some promise, but. I think Derek Green's best promise may be on the offensive line. And they're kind of taken care of there. Yeah. They're not, I mean, they're not it, in a position it, where they're, they're needing to move people. You know, Bill's not like, boy, that'll help me out in a huge <laughs> way. You know, he's like, I got to figure out another way to get another guy on the field. So he may have to go back to our old plan. Bill may legitimately have to find a way to get six <laughs> offensive linemen into Riley's scheme. Jeez. Uh, well, I mean, and like I said, I think Chip Biney would be a good hire. I mean, um, but that'll be up to Alex Grinch being a having a defensive backs background. Will he want someone that really teaches his concepts and his you know philosophies? It'll be interesting. And How- the, you know what the bonus thing here though is for Lincoln Riley, he set the table for this. Like the the fact that he took the lead in recruiting and he told them we're going to get good guys. Every one of those recruits, nobody's coming in here and, and going to be pissed off if their coach gets blown out because they all expected that it could happen. Yeah, no doubt. No and, doubt about and that. Josh, you could probably speak on that more, especially with the kids' Under Armour game. Did you get that impression from, from talking to them? I, I did. You know, and we've talked about this so much, but Lincoln's done such a great job developing an individual relationship with these kids rather than oh, that's the head coach and he's really good or whatever. And it's not just the offensive guys. It's it's the defensive guys, too. They they talk about him pretty much the same way. Like Spencer Radler in our interview the other day was like, he's a genius. And I know that's an offensive guy, but the defensive guys, it's not that different. They have a ton of respect for him for a guy that's so young and only been a head coach for a couple of years. But they think the world of Lincoln Riley, and he's developed enough you know currency with them for them to say, we trust him, whatever he does, that's going to be fine. And they knew. I mean, these guys all signed. These aren't guys that committed. They signed with Oklahoma. They knew that things were going to change on this defensive staff. Now, to what degree, there's no way they could be sure. But I guarantee just talking to them and the way he handled how he wanted to talk about that defensive coordinator situation, he didn't make them any promises about any of these coaches. I guarantee it. There's no way because he didn't know how that was going to play out with whoever he hired. Josh, just kind of off the wall here, but David Aguebu, no real contact with the, with the Buckeyes, right? Not to my knowledge, no. But, I mean, he's a guy uh, – I, I had already planned to talk to him tomorrow uh, after the Army game, but obviously that makes this makes that much more interesting to kind of be able to have that conversation and see where he sees that going. You know, I, I, And I, I would have to think – it's going to be fine with him because just what, you know, knowing what I know, and even during this pod, I've gone back and watched some of the old Washington State stuff to kind of refresh myself. It's not really that different than what Oklahoma's been doing schematically. Now, 
you know, to appease OU fans that just threw their, you know, phone through a wall, it's much better. It looks really good. They're, they're tackling in space and doing all the things you want them to do. So in design, it's no different, but in execution, it's much cleaner. And again, if he liked what OU was doing, he should like what Grinch has to sell. Alex Grinch has an athletic head, by the way. Crucial. Very promising. You know who follows? <laughs> you know when you pull up his Twitter account, and it says followed by, and it gives names that underneath right. or whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah. One of the names that pops up on mine, Bryce Youngquist. Bryce Youngquist. Wow. Is that not Last weird? from the past. That makes sense. Wazoo. Well, he was at yeah. Washington right. State when yep. he, was the, he was being recruited. Mm-hmm. I'm setting over under at 10 on Bryce Youngquist questions within the pod thread on the board. Oh, man. It's yeah, happening. I'd that, say a bad word. I still have people. shit into my world, and now it's just going to be there. You didn't I say John have, Houston. I still have people that <sighs> ask about him. Bryce Youngquist. Oh, I, I no. Like, I bet you not every every, every yeah. no every like two months or something. Yep. Be like, whatever happened to right Bryce? I honestly, I think I'm one of the only people in the entire world that has ever talked to Bryce Youngquist. Because when you Cause guys you sent me out to, when you sent me to the L.A. Rivals camp yeah. to talk to Caleb Kelly, yeah, Bryce Youngquist was the other linebacker there. I talked to his dad um, after it ha- you know after it was announced that he wasn't coming. And that's the last time I've ever... I was so worried and disturbed for him after I talked to his dad because he didn't tell me exactly what it was, but I could tell it was not good. Like, it was bad. Like, it was like like mental illness type something. Yeah, it was weird. Like, there was definitely something that health-wise and not physical health, mental it seemed health, like. Yeah. yeah. And he was such a good kid to talk to. I mean, he was real so looking back. Looking back on it, though, it's like, yeah, I could have seen this guy being a kind of a weirdo. Wow. I mean, he could have been like bipolar. You know, had some weird brain Cere- chemistry serial, going on. Serial killer. I. I mean, it just it became clear that he needed to be close to his family. We for maybe maybe reason. this off season we need to um, do a podcast just dedicated to. The myth, legendary, the le- yeah, the, the, like <laughs> Dal- oh, Smoke Patterson, Dal- uh, Dalton Woods, Dalton Woods. Oh man, <laughs> the uh, John Houston. I, I'm going to do an individual segment just on Daniel Tabin. So, oh wow, just, uh, Will Latou. Yeah, he knows the opportunity he has at Oklahoma. <laughs> That'd be a fantastic. God, that's, that still hasn't died after all these years. And now there's a 2020 kid with the exact same name. Um, no. That. Who was the uh, God dang it? Who was the the offensive lineman McGee? John. Oh, John Michael, John McGee. Michael, John Michael McGee, McGee. Left after the second practice. Yeah, he'd be somebody uh, good. John Michael made an interesting announcement on Facebook not long ago. Yeah, I heard yeah, about that. I was that. wondering if you're. This is 2019, Josh. We don't judge people. Uh, no, it, it, it's perfectly fine. It was just like he was a kid I really knew well. Like, and I, I would have never. Like Never I, have guessed I, it. it. Didn't cross my mind. No, um, but <laughs> he came yeah. out of the closet, right? Yeah, he did. He did. He did. Maybe I mean, look, maybe, it's not. It's. I'm going to tell you this. Maybe I mean, he could uh, head up the Sooner Scoop fashion. I don't, well, no, that that's. I don't. That's not that's, racist. That's, what is that? that's, that's, that's stereotypical. That's stereotypical. Yeah. Uh huh. I'm just saying. Maybe he could. Maybe he likes building cars. You know. 
bet he gay I people bet, can do that. But I mean, he does like Betty does like cleaning out pipes. So he listens to Barbara Streisand all the time just because he's gay. No, that's. Again, it's 2019. There's nothing wrong with that. Look, there, I'm, I'm not here to out anybody, and I'm not going to, but gay football players at the University of Oklahoma is not a new thing. I never they've, said uh, it was. They've come through and I know, gone. I know. Never said it was. Several. You guys cheered for them. That I know of. Mm-hmm. But I'm not in the business of outing anybody. So, like, don't no, be like, I, oh, I would that's never so have said that, but He put it out there publicly. That's the yeah, only yeah. reason I, I would say anything. So well, good that's, for him. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's, yeah. Um, that's cool. I'm trying to think there's... He's any, a super good dude. I always like... He was always funny in an interview. I, I always liked dealing with John Michael. Um, wasn't, there, wasn't there someone who came out that was still playing in the past couple of years, few years? I don't know. I don't know. Courtney Gardner would be another good one yes, for the all-time. Yes, he would. Just He's flame gay? out. No, no, no. We're talking about flame outs. Courtney Gardner's gay? The myth. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> no, the legendary no, the, myth. The guys that became bigger than they actually were just yeah. as recruits. Kind of like Quincy Russell. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, we just got to see that he wasn't any good, though. <laughs> I know. I, well, I got to go see him work out that day in San Antonio. That was great. I think I forced you into that. Oh, it <laughs> I just remember, like, he finally got back to me, and I was like, dude, I'd love to come do it. He's like, yeah, I'm working out with my trainer, blah, blah, blah. And it's like this little gym in the middle of San Antonio. And, like, it was fine, but it was just weird because it was like – I thought it was just going to be him and his trainer. It was like six other dudes. And I'm like, I have no interest in any of you. And they're, like, kind of walking into my shots all the time. I'm like, get get back. Like, I, I just want him. You're 5'8", 180. I don't care about you at all. Thankfully, so. you had experiences like Julio Jones to deaden you to how bizarre that was. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, Tiffany is constantly like, you did that? And I'm like, I don't think twice. Like, that. It, tell me where to point the camera. Like, it's... I, I don't have... Eddie's a soulless monster. I don't have that. <laughs> but, like, Eddie, Eddie will, like, walk into the middle of a football play. Like, I'm here with my camera, bitch. Back up. Like... And I'm like, no, I'll, I'll stay right over here off to the side. Like, I don't want to be in anybody's way. But Eddie just does not. There's zero Fs given on Eddie. I agree with that. No, I love it. I mean, it we get great video because does. of it. Yeah. You got to be like that. I mean, I, die, I, think I, I, I feel bad shot. standing in front of the cheerleaders. I would die for the shot. Mm. He'd also piss off little old ladies in Ames, Iowa. What was her name? Sue, Cindy, Susan, I don't know. I don't know. Little old lady from Ames. Little old lady that nobody cares about. Okay, so uh, All-American <laughs> game coming up uh, tomorrow. Uh, OU has a defensive coordinator soon to be announced, made official. Did we talk about Hazelwood? We have not talked about Hazelwood. I guess it's we, we such a, a foregone conclusion. We, talk, we haven't talked about the two guys going pro either. Marquise and Cody. Mm-hmm. And what Bobby Evans may or may not do. Yep, exactly. So, I mean, okay, let's start with that. So, Cody Ford announces, Marquise Brown announces. Kyler Murray has not officially announced. That doesn't mean that he hasn't put his name in and he just hasn't said anything. Uh, but Bobby Evans is the one that I think that we're all kind of curious about. And I think that this is one that could end up going OU's way when it's all said and done. Uh, had talked to some people this week. Bill Biedenboe has told Bobby Evans that he will put him back at right tackle, which is his more natural position, uh, which could end up 
raising his draft stock because I was told he put in for his draft grade and it wasn't particularly great. Uh, so now he really is considering coming back to OU. I would say he's been back and forth. He was he was definitely wanting to leave. Then I think the draft grade kind of really turned him around a little bit. Uh, so I would say right now it's a pretty good chance that Bobby Evans comes back next year. And I'm going off of what Tommy Kennedy told us, that both tackles weren't leaving, just one of them. Because if both tackles were leaving, he said he would pick OU instead of Miami. And once you know that one of them's coming back, that's why I picked Hurricanes. I mean, that's how he made it sound like throughout that entire early signing period. And you knew Cody Ford was leaving, so that just led you to deduce, well, Bobby Evans is coming back then. And Bray Walker and Ely can fight for the other starting tackle spot. I think that's better. I don't... Kennedy, I don't... I didn't care for. And a perfect... Yeah, you don't... I, I, I think he was a guy that was going to come in under the impression. From Butler com- I know. Community College or uh, Butler, Butler College. University. Yeah, yeah. yeah Butler Community. Butler Community College would have been a better. Yeah. Guy. <laughs> in one of the small instances when a community college guy would have been actually a better situation. Absolutely, dude. That's, you can't. Ben Powers. I'm sorry if you're transferring from Rice. Even Rice is like, like you better be better. Like you need to be transferring from a legit Power Five school for me to get excited about you. If you're David Long, you transfer to my school. Hell yes, I'm excited. You're the Big 12 player of the year. That dude's a monster. He's good. Yeah. I don't understand why he just doesn't go pro. He is. Okay. He announced it. I, and I know why you guys missed it. I think he announced it like an hour or two before the Orange Bowl. Oh, is that what it's happened? It's right in that window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you said that the other day, and I was like, I think he's talking about David Long, but I wasn't sure. And then that's, that's exactly who you meant. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. I'm still rock hard thinking about Tony Gibson coming in and coaching linebackers. <laughs> like that would be awesome. That would be badass. That'd be a that'd be the that'd be better. This this will be completely. Do we over need the to top. get a hashtag going? Yes. Get it trending. Let me what, think about it for a minute. Yeah. Uh, that would be better than anything they've ever done on the defensive side of the ball in the last five it years. It would be a to ma- bring in Alex Grinch and Tony Gibson. It would be a major mogul move. It would definitely would definitely be be that for it's sure. It's got to be something G and G. Like I mean, Grinch and Gibson. That's too easy. Yeah, you're getting into painting the sides of high school mm-hmm. buses now, like state championship banners type stuff. I well, I mean, national championship banners for OU fans. No, what I'm saying is your idea is very <laughs> high school. It's beneath. It's beneath. We, us. Oh no, it's fine. I'm terrible at this kind of stuff, but I like to go for it, so it's fine. You can't be involved in the shirt making business when we start it. I'm sorry. That's hurtful. That's just hurtful. Eddie and I. If we would have, if we would have already that. had them printed up, I mean, G and G would be. Uh, we could have used it for Grinch and Golding or Gibson. Yeah, that's that's true. Does Lincoln Riley have a fetish with the last name G? Hmm. I report. You decide. <laughs> Check back at 9, 10, 11, 12, 1, and, 4. And 3. What did you report? You just have to see. You just have to watch. All right, but Bobby Evans. I I guess I'm closer to thinking that he could actually come back yes. than, yeah. uh, than go. I mean, it would be the smart decision, obviously. He I just, so. it never came together for him this year. Like, I kind of thought it's like five, six weeks went in. He'd start looking like his old self, but he never looked like himself. Even in pass protection, like it didn't look 
he didn't look right. Like it oh, just that, looked, that I mean, early in that Alabama game, Alabama I finally game. started watching that well, the terrible. other night. He got blown up on the edge. Like yep. he's lost some confidence. Like yep. that should not be happening. I don't know if he's him. just thinking too much on the left side and worry about technique instead of in, his instinct, but this move just did not pan out. Because I, I don't think there was any question as a sophomore, he was Oklahoma's best offensive lineman. Better than Orlando to me. Yeah. Um, but that, you but know, that and, was playing on like, the right side. I know side. people think, like, and I get into this crap all the time, and I'll be quick because I do. People think you just move from one side to the other. It's it's not. It's like learning to write with your left hand. Like, it's not that easy. It's, uh, you know, a right-handed person trying to write left. Like, it's it's a to- you're doing everything exactly the opposite of every way you've ever learned. Well, that would be uh, that'd be great news for Bill Beanabo. Uh I think that should now that they have uh, Alex Grinch out of the way, you can he can make whatever de- defensive hires and staff changes that he wants. If that's one A, one B better be backing up a Brinks cr- truck next to uh, Bill Beanabo's abode. Everybody keeps saying that, but they keep giving him raises. Every yeah, year. I know, I know. Give him more. He needs to be pushing one. Yeah, because th- that's a he's what at six hundred or is, yeah. Did you yeah. need to be like eight, eight yeah. fifty? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're getting. Uh, into... I think they'll get that done. I think they realize how important he is. But then you start getting escalation, like we we're talking about with Bama. What about Dennis Simmons with everything he's done? Like, how how much are you willing hmm. to keep paying for every single guy? Well, essentially, that's I mean, really but, good point, but, Bob. but here's the thing: I think you just have to know. Offensive line coach, defensive line coach, your neck is more on the line for recruiting. You're recruiting more people. You're basically, you're basically in charge of one of the most crucial parts of the team. The only thing that's more important is the defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator, head coach. I mean, that's the only thing that's more important than those two positions in modern-day football. Do you mean as far as on the coaching staff? Is in terms of importance and development, in yeah, and like if you don't have a good defensive line, good offensive line, you're screwed. Yep. Oh, I mean, it doesn't matter how good your defensive coordinator, your offensive coordinator is. If you've got a great quarterback and a good offensive line and a good defensive line, you can beat anybody. I mean, so anybody. is that worth a million? I don't know, but yes, I'm going to say yes. That's what, for for teams like Oklahoma. I mean, it is incalculable. Incalculable. Is that right? Uh. Can you say that? Can you say it? Can you say that word? (laughs) I'd like you to try it. What was the word? (laughs) You heard it. I know. I didn't hear it. Incalculable, Eddie. Incalculable. (laughs) Incalculable. Incalculable? There's a la in there that you're missing. Incalculable. Like that? I think you actually did get it that time. Yeah. I've never heard the word. I'm I'm not familiar with the word. Uh... I don't even know. A little, oh, I mean, yeah. what what Bill Beatonbow putting together that offensive line over the three year last three years, like that's that's the reason that they won two Heisman trophies. I mean, they had great quarterbacks. God forbid, you know, those guys had everything to do with it. But if they didn't have that offensive line, they don't have the la- the, na- the last two Heisman trophies. They've been guys, really good. I mean, just look at what look what Orla- Orlando Brown like, did this year in the NFL. Yeah, I yeah. mean. He went from basically shit on throughout the uh, the entire draft process and then started, what, the last seven games for the Ravens? He's going to be playing in a playoff game tomorrow? For maybe the best or run Sunday? offense in the league right yeah, now? Yeah, no, no kidding. A guy that 
I don't know. I mean, do we give him enough credit as a as a run blocker at OU? I mean, I always kind of figured he was more. Oh, of I a... thought he got a lot of credit. For okay. That. Mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, yeah I, would, I would say together. the pass blockers where he got questioned. Okay. He and Ben Powers together would just dominate people. Oh, that's that's just two guys like literally back alley just beat. I mean, oh. Th- those guys are just violent. They were fun to watch. By the way, um, I mean, okay, so here's that. Like, you've had great pass blockers, great road mm-hmm. graders on the offensive line. You've literally had two dominant pass rushers in the last five years on defense, and that's it. You had Eric and, Stryker. And dominant is strong. You've had Eric Stryker and Oboe. Like, outside of that, name me other, anybody else that's all-conference worthy that's a pass rusher that they've had. That's why your defense has sucked. Tapper. Mm. I mean, and he's fringy. Like I'll give yeah, you, I mean, yeah. you know, like I, I, I would call one with, of those guys dominant. Screwed, and I loved Oboe. They screwed around with Geno Grissom so long that he never really developed. You hope Redmond can be that guy if he can ever get fully healthy. He feels like he can be that guy. But I'm just saying that's how important defensive line is and offensive line. Little off off topic, but uh, Jeremiah Cradell with the quote tweet of Sooner Scoop about Grinch, he tags Lincoln Riley and puts a little picture of a goat. Interesting, because that's that's the trust factor. Those guys all had to trust Riley that he was going to get it done. Well, he's an Oregon guy, Washington guy. He understands Alex Grinch. I'm sure. Probably went to a camp or two or something in his time. I don't know. That's positive, though. So, uh, Okay, now, Josh, uh, you've been in San Antonio. You've been around everybody, kind of getting a feel for Jaden Hazelwood. He's getting ready to make his announcement of where he's going to go. Uh, I know in your interview with him, you were kind of walking on eggshells. What is your take after being in San Antonio? Do you feel any more uh, like... OU is in, do you feel, you come away from that thinking OU is in better position than you thought going in, the same? How did you feel after being around everybody? I, I will say this. After talking to Theo, um, Spencer Radler, and Jaden about this situation this week, Theo does not need to play poker with Spencer Radler and, and Jaden. Th- those guys w- are going to take his money. Um, Theo... I don't know how you could have that conversation with him saying, I know where he's going. I've talked to him a lot. We've got a really good relationship. And just the way he was saying things and how comfortable he was having the conversation, I don't know how you walk away from thinking that could be anybody but Oklahoma. And then me learning through the week that while early in the week, Jaden was telling everybody, yeah, I just signed a grant of aid, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then him coming back and admitting to several people, including uh, Jake Royce from our uh, Georgia site, that he has, in fact, signed a letter of intent. I, I don't know how you take that anywhere other than Oklahoma. Like, it just doesn't add up to me. Um, now, we'll see. He's a, he's a, like I said, he's a poker-playing kid. Like, he, it, would it shock me if, if everybody's just been wrong? Yeah, okay, yeah, it would. Just on other stuff I've heard. But, like... He's so strange. Like, could it be one of those stories where, like, yeah, he sent a letter of intent into Oklahoma, but he sent one into Georgia five minutes before. Oh, crap, and everything blows up. Like, I I, I don't think that's what's happened, but it's it's interesting to watch because, like I said, he is a cagey kid that um, 
really plays things close to the best. I, so based on everything we've collected, whether it's from Orlando, from San Antonio, from the stuff we'd heard from you know our sources in Norman way back on signing day, everything points with a huge red arrow to Oklahoma. But it's worth watching just because crazy things tend to happen on these national televised announcements. So we'll see. But like I said, I think Oklahoma should get good news tomorrow. Uh and if they don't, then we'll all be burned at the stake. B- or is it by the stake? Burned at the stake. Somebody would be burned. I think he burned them at the stake. And it won't be pretty. I know that. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to watch that develop. going to be interesting to see uh, Spencer Rattler. And I know, Josh, you were really excited to, to get a chance to see Austin Stogner and kind of how he matched up athletically with a lot of guys down there. Did you get any imp- impressions at all about that? I, I did, and you know, Austin is one of those guys that, and I, I say it over and over again, and I know people are tired of hearing it, but it's hard to explain why he's as good as he is. Because, uh, you know, I, I actually ran into his dad for a minute at the at, at practice, and his dad's like, "Yeah, he's not the fastest guy. He's not the, you know, like he, they like <laughs> he, he knows. Like when your own dad is like, he has some physical limitations. What's well, that's saying something? So, but." Any time, it doesn't matter if he is going against a super athletic linebacker or whatever else it is, he is extremely dominant and makes plays against the best guys in the country. He did it at the opening. He's doing it this week at Army. Like I said, I think a lot of it is him having a really good understanding of how to use his size because Eddie and Bob can attest, he is a huge human being. He is so much bigger than a guy like Andrews or Calcaterra. He is a really big, you know, kind of throwback, prototypical tight end. So I, I've really liked what I've seen of him. He's got great hands. He he runs a, he, he really works well kind of in the channels. You can see him uh, just showing a good feel, working against these linebackers and found good space for Rattler a couple of times on Wednesday. So, uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, I think he's going to need a little time. He needs to develop in the weight room. Um, but when he can do that, that's a true – in-line tight end. I mean, he can line up outside, you know, Bobby Evans or Bray Walker or Adrian Ely or whoever it's going to be and really help you beat a, you know, a double defensive end or pick up the linebacker outside. He can do all that stuff and not just, like, get in their way. He can win that battle and open up running lanes. Uh, I'm excited to get this podcast up today. It's a Friday. Uh, Alex Grinch is uh, the new defensive coordinator at the University of Oklahoma going to be interesting to see exactly how that all works out. Uh, we still haven't gotten any word on any kind of official announcement on that, but uh, Bruce Feldman usually not wrong. And, we, you know, as you guys know, if you've been following us on the site, uh, we've been kind of pointing in this direction for a while. So, And I do think that the, I think it is important to point out. I know the fans wanted Golding. I do think that Alex Grinch was Lincoln Riley's number one guy this entire time. Agreed. I don't, I don't even I, question that. I think he makes more sense, guys. I mean, we've talked to like Golding, and I, I Golding may be great. Like I, I'm not; it's not a statement on him. I don't think from any of us. But like you talk about pace of play, understanding the style of the Big Twelve, like all those things, and and doing it at a much higher level than Golding's had to do it so far, as far as calling his own plays, doing those kind of things. Grinch is a real easy fit into what Oklahoma's doing, while Golding, I think, would have been a there would have been some. Some I don't know if friction's the right word for it, but there would have been some growing pains. Yeah. 
Uh, okay, so uh, more to come on that. I'm glad that that happened as we started recording our podcast so we didn't have to do an emergency podcast for you guys. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's great news. We'll have uh, even more. We talk with Lincoln Riley up on the site uh, and uh, be introduced to the new defensive coordinator. Oklahoma, I would assume uh, he and his uh, family will be in town soon and uh, that that will happen. So, uh, we'll, you know, just stay tuned to, to Soonerscoop.com. So, Thank you, Josh, for all your work uh, going up to Orlando and over to San Antonio. I know you're headed back for the game as well, uh, so it'll be interesting to, to check that out. And uh, make sure you guys stay hooked in to uh, Soonerscoop.com as we'll be bringing you all kinds of stuff surrounding the Alex Grinch hiring as defensive coordinator as he starts to fill out his staff as well and, and find out what happens to uh, some of the staff members that are already here. So uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. By the way, uh, Coop Works. want to mention them. Uh, a big part of uh, our show is uh, you know go to coopaleworks.com and uh, check out all their local beer offerings, uh, seven year-round beer offerings. But uh, the F5 IPA, I know a lot of people have uh, been uh, tweeting at us with their pictures of uh, their F5s or uh, their uh, Horny Toad Blonde, uh, Native Ambers. I mean, a lot of great beers for you guys. Go to your local liquor store. And uh, they'll most everybody has a uh, Coop Ale Works section. You go to their website and, and find out the beer, the Grand Sport Porter, uh, their seasonal that's out now, uh, the dark beer that I really enjoy. And uh, so thanks to Coop Ale Works for being a big part of this uh, podcast as well. So uh, thank you to Josh. Thanks to Eddie. Bob had to leave. I'm, I'm kind of disappointed because I wanted to bust his balls about some stuff, but we didn't get to it. Uh, and we will see you guys next time right back here on the Choctaw Casino and Resort in Durant, unofficial 40 podcast on Soonerscoop.com.